There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, Mm. pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. My grandma and your grandma were sitting by the fire. My grandma told your grandma, I'm gonna set your flag on fire. You're talking about henna, henna, henna. Ico, Ico, Ande. Giacomo, Fino, Anane. Ding dong, Los Culturistas is calling. Hello, fool. Hello, fools. You foolishly, but. Thankfully. Turned in to another episode of Last Culturistas. You've turned in. Yes, you've turned in. Guys, we are classically back from another hiatus. But this time we have episodes. We, we're, we're recording enough ahead of time to sort of, you know, spread out throughout the yes. weeks ahead. We took to Gmail and scheduled three dates. Okay. Yes, three dates. We're going to condense the recordings, but we're going to spread out the releases. But this is the thing, Matt, and I don't what? know what you th- how you feel about this. What if by the time an episode comes out that's been recorded pre, you know, mm-hmm. pre-recorded, will that lose any sort of relevance? Um, unless we explicitly state in the episode, this was recorded on this date. You know what I'm saying? I feel saying? like we're actually okay. I feel like then it's not going to be too, too far apart. I mean, I understand your, your concern to want to be as prescient. No, I'm just saying, like, the culture we live in now, culture... It's rapidly changing. Exactly. If you think two days ago was a huge news day, and now we feel I feel so far removed from it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Well, you know what? On Culture Recess, we keep it... We keep it... um, A little bit timeless. But we keep it... But it's also timeless. Yes, absolutely. Every episode truly exists as its own... um, In a vacuum. As its own piece. Yeah. 
And I think that's what's so great about it. I think whenever I talk to somebody that's a listener of Las Culturistas, they say, I really enjoyed this piece. Someone says, um, someone said to me once, that episode of Las Culturistas could have been recorded in the 1984. 1800s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, guys, oh, we have such an incredible guest with us today. Really, I think... Um, uh, maybe I'm biased, but my favorite guest. Oh, you know what? You might be biased, but I might be biased in saying he's one of the one of my favorite people in my life. Absolutely, I would agree. Yes, and the credits. Oh, come on! First, let us say, a little night music at UCB East is coming up. The date is. January twentieth. January twentieth. January twentieth. Ooh, yes. girl, you the and day I. Day of all days. The day of all days. But girl, you and I have done this show before. It's a fantastic show. So fun, and I really think that it's one of the best shows at the Beast. I agree. I, I just think it's so fun. You get to see UCB comedians singing mm. and expressing themselves through music, and it's music heightens every emotion. As music they say. heightens every emotion, as they say. Oh, he's uh, he he played uh, he plays piano and accompanies uh, musically for so many shows in the city. Um, I. I've seen him uh, just off the top of my head play for Three Basie Divers at Carnegie Hall, yes. play for Patty Harrison at Ars Nova, yes. um, play for so many shows. He is just such a fixture, such an important figure in the community. Everywhere. And by everywhere, I also mean you might have recognized him from Live from Everywhere, yes. which was a show hosted by Arthur Meyer, aired on Facebook Live. It was amazing. I thought it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Very, very cool. Um, he considers his number one achievement to be Meeting Julie Andrews, which is very interesting in light of recent events. Yes, and who knows where this new milestone will stack up to the rest. But Internet fame? Virality? Yes, girl. Yes, God. I agree. Guys, please welcome our guest, Henry, Henry Kapersky. Hi. Good unison. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, we've had many years to practice. In yeah. fact, sometimes we don't even mean to be in unison. We exactly. Just I just, whenever I'm around Matt, I pitch up. <laughs> my, t- my timbre just matches him. Uh, I always know something's gonna end in a high in a high place. Yeah. <laughs> like, <whoa>! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's kind that of that is our, your thing. Yeah. Yes. Thing. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm great, and I'm really, truly, so happy to be here. I, this is one of my favorite podcasts. Like I would say, oh, top three. God. What? And I know that I love both of you IRL a lot, but I, I, it doesn't like have take part in why. I love this podcast. Wow. But how how many podcasts do you listen to? At least like six regularly. Yes, and then seriously? like maybe 10 like semi-regularly. See, but God, Matt is really behind the curve on podcasts. I, I don't think. listen to them because I feel as if, and actually Selfish. whenever anyone says that they listen to this one, I'm always like, geez, Louise, like I love you to death because like it is a sit to listen to a podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, when you're cooking in your kitchen or riding the subway or sure. I need or to get more into riding to, to uh, listening to them on the subway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever someone references something that happened that I know happened the very end of a Lost Culturistas episode, I was like, I, I'm like, Dang. that means you sat through the entire episode. Wild. And remembered something enough to refer it to like regurgitate it back to me. It's it's wild. I truly think they're all thrilling start to finish. And thrilling. even with like guests that I didn't know or like yeah. are not on yes. my radar at all and, and now I'm fans of everyone that's been on the show. Those are some of his favorite episodes he tells me which are ones, the ones the, that he didn't know he really prior. enjoyed the one with uh nicole conlin nicole yeah conlin. i've never met her um and i loved her episode and it was about sports i hate yes. sports yeah um, interesting we hate sports we hate mm-hmm. it yeah yeah um oh my god that's that's so that's so wonderful to hear um what was i gonna say well i just want to say we scooped the scoop this we week scooped the scoop this because week. we are oh the first god. to interview henry kapersky after he 
met Michelle Obama on TV. Just, I mean, it, we're filming this on Thursday. It was yesterday, but when you guys listen to it, it'll be two days ago. Oh my God. Um, he met Michelle Obama. You met Michelle. Henry, yes. describe this to the listeners. What happened? Like, how how were you contacted? What was the day like? If you're okay. allowed to divulge this, I, I think so. My okay. friend Arthur, who I did the Comedy Central pilot with, mm. he is like uh, a writer at Jimmy Fallon yes. Tonight Show. <laughs> it's never been said that way before. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show. <laughs> right. I think he's like the writing supervisor. He's been with them for a long time. He's an amazing person that I love Such dearly, and has given me mm-hmm. some awesome opportunities. Sweetheart, and is yeah, just so so nice. Mm-hmm. And he texted me the day before the show and was like, "You like Michelle Obama, right?" And I was like. <laughs> Yeah, I love her, and I sent him like screenshots of like things I've said about her on social media and stuff. And he was like, "Are you free tomorrow morning to film this silly segment where you just like talk to a portrait of her and thank her, and then we're gonna show the footage to her later on the show, and she'll get choked up hopefully." Oh. And I was like, "Oh yeah, of course." And I wrote a message that night after watching Obama's incredible farewell speech. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which the most most emotional part was when he Cutting brings up Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, it was waterworks. Um, and, uh, Ooh, lost my train of thought. Oh yeah. I wrote a message and I got to the studio and I met, um, there was 12 of us that got this opportunity and I was talking to other people and I felt like the message I wrote wasn't like specific enough to me. It was like too general. It was just like saying how great she is. And I was like, I got to write something else. And minutes before I went in, I got inspired. I was like, truly like, what does Michelle mean to me? Really? Yeah. And I just like spit it out on my iPod or iPhone and then like said it to myself a bunch in my head. And I walked in the room and dear Arthur was there standing and he directed me to the portrait mm-hmm. and I nailed it. I said it so perfectly and really I was well. so yeah. happy with my delivery because I usually stumble in live performances I'm trying to get better about that in 2017. Mm-hmm. Resolution. And, yes. And so I was just like happy that That's I, actually rule number 18 of culture. You, you do, do not, not stumble, stumble in a live performance, performance. <laughs> in culture. No. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you nailed it. I nailed it and I just felt so good and was like ready to like turn around and be like, okay, got it. And then she walks out from behind the curtain and I, I truly started hyperventilating. I was like, (laughs) you didn't think there was any chance that she was there. No, I mean, in like the back of my head, I was like, wouldn't it be crazy if there, if she's actually going to be there. And we had to go through the secret service to get into 30 rock and stuff. So I was like, but they're probably just there all day when like the first lady sure, comes. Sure. Um, so I just put it out of my mind cause I was like, this is just an incredible opportunity. Anyways. Oh my God. Um, yeah, she walked through and I started hyperventilating and I can't even remember until I saw the show air. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even remember what she was wearing. Cause all I saw was her <sighs> face and like beams of light coming oh out of it. Oh my God. Like it, like she was like the Virgin Mary, just like I'm making hand motions that you can't see it. Like, yes, you know, like a halo kind of thing. Yes, an angel on this earth. Yeah, she truly uh. is an angel and she has this presence. Okay, I've said this before out loud to people. When I saw A Little Night Music, the Sondheim musical yes, with yes. Bernadette and Elaine Stritch, when Bernadette enters the, makes her first entrance, the air gets sucked out of the room. Yeah. Oh my like, God. Like she has that special presence. We're just like, oh my God, you truly are a star. It. Yeah. And that same thing with Michelle Obama, like, wow. and you know, I was the third person to go. And I, even the camera people, you could tell every time she walks in, I bet they were all just like, <gasps> cause she's that incredible. Yeah. She's so, her heart is so golden and pure. And I truly believe like, she's not like putting on a show at all. Like that is her down to her core. And I, oh my God, it was so beautiful. And she, I can't even remember what she was saying to me. It's all blur. The 
main question people are asking me is what did she smell like? I have oh no my idea. God, yes. I can't remember at all. That's like okay. I have no idea. Um, I mean, watching ma- you react to it, I have, I have got to be honest. I have cried for many reasons over the past 24 hours from, for many times. And, but like every single time I watch it, like today he came in the door from wherever you were coming from. And I was like, truly crying. Oh. Because I watched it again, and I was like, this is such a special moment. And I have to say, it is ex- very bittersweet. It's, oh, mm. absolutely. But that moment, I, I, I just have to say, like, yes, there, there's something about the sentiment that's being expressed by all these people. Yeah, it's real. Mm-hmm. And, and just her presence. And so, yeah, I watched it again this morning with Doug, our friend Doug. Um, and, and he had hadn't watched it up until that moment. And he was just like, he started laughing uncontrollably about how amazing this was and i was like yeah. isn't this isn't this incredible it's insane yeah like no like i can't think of a public figure that has that effect on people and to meet her this week oh my you god you know what i, I mean like, oh, that was such it was such a good i mean kudos to the tonight show for this like it was it would have healed my soul even if henry wasn't in it oh sure. but the fact that like you were. That was just such a special and gift. I want to say, like, the other people that got that opportunity were such incredible people. Like, mm. many of them were, like, women that had started their own company who said they were inspired by Michelle. Like, we all, like, talked beforehand. Yeah. Or one, like, started this scholarship that helps young women of color, like, uh, find the right college and stuff. Yeah. And, like, there, there was, there was felt, that dad that was really sweet. Yeah, too. yeah. yeah. And I felt really, really so... Nice. I, I I truly I'm so grateful that it happened, but I don't think I deserved to yes, be there. Yes, you, you no, absolutely no. deserve. So, and I'm not and I'm not looking for that reaction do. either. I'm not looking for that reaction. I really like, like I I didn't did not know I was going to meet her, and I thought it was just gonna be a fun thing. If I did, I would I maybe would have recommended a friend. No, I have no. There's Henry, like 20 people Henry I think deserve so, to experience Henry that so, more than me. He so is, often doesn't realize how special he is. No, this is Michelle. No, and you this really is very don't. Michelle Obama like of him to yeah, do. Yeah, and it's it's very humble <laughs> of you to do this, but I have to say. This was chicken soup for the soul. Yes. For everybody that knows you. It was you. Because mm. because we're so happy that it was you because you make every space that you're in so much better and so much warmer. And what I always say about Henry and oh I get emotional as I say Ugh. this. Come on, let's ma- cry. He really he makes everybody sing. Yes. And yes. That is, so, that is so beautiful. <laughs> oh my god. And just to see everyone in these new spaces, like I just think you are such a gift to this community. I really do. Like over the past, you know, two years that I think you've really been involved in it, you really have just you've changed. You've changed people, you've changed Henry. The okay, whole game, and that's what, another reason why I really want everybody to support a little night music because this is it, it puts these really kind of figures at UCB and comedic figures that we kind of look up to, and it puts them in a vulnerable place, and I think that's why. Um, Shannon O'Neill is so behind the show yes. and I think it's why the show keeps going because you allow people a new experience and what what we don't realize as artists is that we crave that and mm-hmm. you provide that for everybody and I think that's such a special unique thing that you do and you are so special and you deserve this opportunity more than anybody that I know I count myself so lucky to obviously sh- share what we have together but you just I couldn't think of a better person. Yes. Well, thank you. And everybody agrees. Everybody agrees. I think people, everybody agrees. We're not the first people to say this. People said this on social media. I, it just, 
the minute you came, I watched this live at home. I was like, I'm not missing this. I want to see this as it happens. Yeah. I was just lying on my couch, just watching. And I was like, oh, Jimmy Fallon's on TV. Okay, cool. Um, and then this happened. And the minute you came on screen, Henry, I just chills. And I texted you after. I was like, I'm shaking. I'm shaking. It just. <laughs> you just brought uh, pure joy to that, to that moment and uh, pure genuine appreciation and joy and that is something that i think that we're gonna have to really oh my god as i start crying really remember over the next however long this continues to go on because that is something that is like really missing yep yep. and i just think that we really could learn something from people like henry who you know like find a way to keep going and keep bringing joy to the world and i really just want everyone to remember that you know like with social media and, you know, I get that everyone's very fired up and very upset. Like, just remember that, like, there's still a lot of good in the world. There's still a lot of reasons to be happy. And there's, it's not over. It's not until over. We, until we give up, you know? And mm-hmm. let's just not give up and let's keep filling the world with positivity. Because at the end of the day, like, that's all we have. Because it could it could be bleak. It's not only just positivity; it's humanity, and that's it's it's and that's what a we we will have to like struggle harder and harder to access, and b is what like Michelle and Henry just exude. <laughs> I oh. definitely do not deserve to be. No, you yes, are. Michelle you and Henry. Do. You are definitely Henry a light. Accept, you are but... definitely are a light, and so is she, and uh. we're blessed. I'll That's... just you go ahead and use the word bless. Why the fuck not come for me? Come for me, people who don't want me to say come bless. For this I don't give a fuck. Judeo-Christian language. Oh. I don't approve. I'm coming for you later on, honey. Uh, yes, come for me. Um, but well, you know what? That's... I just think let's let's just like give let's give a shot. Just like um, just putting some like when when you when you step out into the world, just like do something that's gonna be nice for someone else. Do something that's gonna be positive for someone else because mm, it really makes a huge difference. Okay, this is huge, Matt. Thank you for saying that because on my in my bullet journal this year, everyone, if you're if you're if you're bullet journaling a new trend, if you're on the bullet journal craze, let me know. I'm loving it. I really nothing has stuck with me like this in a while. Wow. So hope, hopefully, I encourage you all to just Google bullet journaling. Yes, well, don't explain bullet journaling. So, oh my God, float away from honey. I don't even know what it is. Here we go. So, about last year, this this uh, just like douchebag of a man, but actually, no, he's he's a good person. He released this video called "Bullet," like how how to bullet journal. Is it Tim Ferriss? It's not Tim Ferriss. It's not Tim Ferriss, but he's like also yeah, like same kind of douchey person, but but means well. Is like chaotic good mm-hmm. so anyway um so this guy puts out this video about how to bullet journal which is just basically a system of uh a planning b like logging your day c like planning i already said planning but like c like um sort of organizing your thoughts because i used to just write notebooks and like scribble nonsense and i would never refer back to it would never flip back through my pages and be like, what did I write this day? Like, never had to refer back to it because I never wanted to because it was never built into that system of just... So it's a way to organize your journal? So it's just like a non-linear way. So it's like you set up... You have to number every page of a blank notebook as you go. Not like you sit down one day and just number every single blank page. But as you keep going forward, you number every page. But there's a table of contents that you refer back to. And as it's like, as you're going through this, you basically like just go back to like let's say like i'm i have a page that has all my days on it and like 
uh, on a, a daily log of what I'm trying to do. Like, oh, like pick up, you know, dry cleaning or do do all this stuff. But then on the next page, I'm like, all of a sudden, I want to write about um, like books I want to read. Yeah, like a list of books I want to read. I'll just go to the next page, write a list, look at the number page that is, go back to my table of contents, write down in there books oh, I wow. want to read. Page twelve. That's interesting. So it's actually it it's built in for you to refer back to this and like hmm. refer back to what you write, which is brilliant. But the lifestyle blog community, Pinterest, <laughs> like washi tape vlogger fuckfest of mm-hmm. the internet has caught wind of this and totally bastardized it with yeah, like I get it. their calligraphy and their like colorful pants and, and like <laughs> not to diss that but it's like if you if you're into that great but the <laughs> system was designed to be super simple and minimalistic anyway right. matt was just talking about putting positivity into the world as inspired by this video of henry meeting michelle obama right in my bullet journal, I have a habit tracker where every day I wrote down, like, it's like every day, like, drink this much water, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, you know, wake up by this time of day, call my parents. But then one of my line items was resist, which was like, mm-hmm. call my senators or like sign a petition or do, do like do something activisty. But yeah. then I think what the missing piece, the, the thing that has to balance that out, like, I felt good doing that. And I really am on this high of like, being sort of a polite asshole to my senators and my yeah. Congress people. But the, 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 the thing to balance that out has to be like doing something good for like a, a random person, you know, mm-hmm. you know what? So that's that, something good for a random person doing something nice for yourself. For yourself, for a friend. I think just like, don't forget to take care of yourself. I think a lot of us are in shock right now. I think a lot of people are dealing with it in all sorts of different ways. And who's to say what the right way to deal with this is? Yeah. Because I think we are, Right now, I think a lot of us are feeling a sort of grief, um, a sort of embarrassment. Some of us, I think, are feeling a sort of like nostalgia. I remember I thought I thought about myself at 18 years old, Ugh. dancing around in Union Square. Come on, um, yes, we canning, um, and mm-hmm. I felt sad. And that does that shouldn't have to be a sad memory. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, it's just so hard. So I think like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay to like be angry. Be angry. But also just remember, like, there's there's things you can do to to make yourself happy. Make yourself a tea. You know, mm-hmm, like, yeah. go for a run. Like, it made me feel real. It's making me really feel good. We just moved into a new apartment. It's making me feel really good to keep it super clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that, like, just, I think, like, you can you can take action and also take that second to, like, take care of yourself. Because I, I know I'm right on the edge of going insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Last night I had dinner with my parents and I cried to them because no. I, I think i'm gonna delete my facebook because i just can't do it anymore mm-hmm. do whatever you need i to. think i might have to delete it come on i'll support you because it, it's making me <laughs> crazy yeah i feel a little nuts. do you guys ever feel like this all we've been the talking time. about it a lot henry and mm-hmm. I. yes yeah what do Constantly. you think <laughs> i yeah i think it's both the good things about facebook and the bad things about facebook are stuff you don't need like yeah. even when there are positive things happening, you can find even better versions of that in real life or also, or good things that are also productive. And I don't know. I, I'm thinking about it a lot too. I just, my main, th- I can't get rid of it because I just think about like promotion things. Yeah. But you know yeah. what? And I spoke to a friend last night that um, was texting with a friend that dropped Facebook and isn't on it. And she was telling me, you know, you use Twitter and Instagram for those things. You don't have to not use social media or you could just kind of like, Oh, okay. um, you know, you could just, um, you could just kind of, uh, 
you know, get everyone's emails and send those emails things that everyone sure, does. Sure. Also, just make an honest effort to see people outside of yeah. social media. What kills me, what kills me is when people that I met and fell in love with for their talent and for, the, who, for who they were as human beings now just become a little square to me mm-hmm. and, and, and a scary um, Facebook persona mm. or like a weak Facebook persona or a funny, non-serious Facebook persona. And we're branding yeah, yeah, each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not natural. Yeah. You don't need this thing to survive. And think about it. You think about like, Oh, you know, like, I use it my way, whatever. Like, I'm not beholden to anything. I don't owe anyone anything. We all every day log on to the same website. That, there's something weird about that. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't know. It's just, it's gotten to a place now where I feel like you must question it. Or at least if you're feeling like I am, or you're feeling a little insane, you must question it. Mm -hmm. And I do think a lot of this has to do with the fact that I... We'll we'll go ahead and totally admit that I have an addiction to it. Yeah, yeah. I am addicted I totally to yeah, Facebook. Same. Have an addiction, and uh, it's making me crazy. I mean, I, I had to fight the urge today to go on it several times so I could write this script that I've been talking about writing for months. And you're and almost I'm, done with it. I'm almost done with it. But the thing is, like, I had to actively break down. Mm. <laughs> I had to. I had. To, I had to actually get to the moment where I was in tears yesterday. Oh, like, you know, it's just. And I know that it's not my fault. I mean, we we had our friend Zach Renner Harris over last night and to watch Henry on tonight's show, and he said, "You know, this isn't your fault." I mean, like, I, it's it's not your fault that like everyone in the world uses this thing, and it's yeah. like this yeah, resource yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's there, and you're expected to use, yeah. and especially when you're in everyone the wants you to use it because they're constantly yeah. taking your data and using it for or against you. Yeah. And, yes. And, and you know what? It's it's designed to be a part of your life and it's designed to be ingrained in your life. But the yeah. fact of the matter is it is not food, it is not water, it is not oxygen, it is not shelter. You it do not, not like, need it to survive. Yeah. I, and I would almost challenge people to get off of it cuz I really might. I'm still wrestling with myself cuz then today it was an easier day. Mm-hmm. So I I was on it and like I loved seeing everyone sharing the video of you and it was such <laughs> a positive moment. I was like, mm-hmm. yes, like maybe it can be this again. And I also don't want people to think that I'm running scared from like reality or like information no, or that's, helping. That, that's not what that is. It just might not be mentally healthy for me right now. Right. Yeah. So um you were mentioning how Facebook is not food or water. Um I only eat if I Log on to Facebook a certain number of times a day. Um, anyway, yes, that's how that's how your body yes, that's is. That's how my body is. It it has to happen that way. Um, yeah. Matt, I think no. You know what? You're absolutely right. Henry, are you? Because okay, I think the three of us have just used Facebook for similar reasons, which mm-hmm. is. But you know what, Henry? That's the same thing I think about. The number one thing I think about when I think about uh, quitting Facebook is saying, "Oh, you know, but you know what I would miss is." promotion yeah yeah and not only for your own shows like one of my 2017 goals is to go see other people's yes, shows same. more mm-hmm. and so i've been making a point every time one of our friends says my show is this day i put it in my calendar mm-hmm. right away and if i'm free that night i'm gonna go like chrissy yeah. shackleford yeah her, one of her final shows is on friday when, friday uh, or I, I believe it's friday the 27th this friday it is this friday it, it, <gasps> yeah. tomorrow yeah as in tomorrow the 13th Yes. Yes, you're right. She posted about it today. I, well, you know what? Continue talking. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I get the right. Next thing. week um, is Asian Pop, which is like yes. uh, Maya and Ileana and some other people I don't know. Yes. Show new show, first show. Mm-hmm. Hallie Hassis. Like, and I, I wouldn't know about them because I didn't like get an email from them. And, right. 
and it's not like they need to start an email chain just for the people that get off Facebook. It's hard to know. Like default, that's just though. as important. Yeah. Like I want to be promoted too. Right. From certain people at least. Totally. Oh yeah. It's, it's it is okay. the 13th. Chrissy's show is the 13th. Uh, okay. Diane Shangri-La at UCB, January 13th. Chrissy Shackleford, future Chrissy guest of the show. She will be our next guest, An- we can announce. Yes. I'm excited about <laughs> Another that. light in the world. Mm-hmm. True light. Yes. My pal. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hey, Las Culturistas listeners, we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. 
My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Well, but see, that's the thing. It's like, oh, I guess technically what Matt's saying is that you could like go on Instagram and and it, it, it's cross-promoted in, in, in some cases. But if we mm, all decided tough. to use Instagram that way, which I know that's not the way you use Instagram. And I'm also, mm. I'm, I'm not advocating for this revolution away from Facebook. I'm just saying if you're feeling like me and you're feeling a little overwhelmed by everything and a little watched mm-hmm. and a little bit like crazy. Yeah. Um, you, you can take a break. And I, I spoke to a couple people that have taken a break and it's been really good for them. Yeah. And I actually everyone that I've spoken to that that stopped using it um they said it was good for them. They Some, have actually raved about not being yeah. on it. Yeah, um I believe Anthony King uh, he used to uh, artistic direct UCB here wrote this I think it was probably like some self-published like medium article mm-hmm. um about how he just is basically off Twitter just just because of the news aspect of it. He does not want to feel constantly angry. It's because you guys aren't journalists. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I think I think um, it's it Wait, what is. Do you, it, what do you mean you guys aren't journalists? Like all y'all on Facebook aren't like, journalists. You're not journalists, and mm. I understand. I I think that um, in for, it, it when it's on Facebook, it is filtered. Because it's in your voice. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you do go on Facebook, you are seeing a feed of, of people that you've selected to give you information. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that is a filtered thing. So I would also be interested to see what it was, what it would be like if I just got my news from the news. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's not how I've existed in this world. I don't know about like our listeners and out there. I don't know about you guys, but the way I've gotten news and the way I've heard about things is the view. Is- no. <laughs> <laughs> Is the view, is the view. Um, but also Facebook. But no lie, during the 08 election, I watch the view every day. Mm-hmm. I watch the view every day, and Henry hates the view. I don't hate it. I just uh, I'm don't so happy it. we're talking about the view. Can we talk about the view? <laughs> I just I we've we've mentioned this so many times on the show before, but I truly there will never be a moment on TV again ever like Sherry Shepard thinking the world is flat. <laughs> or not being sure if the world is flat. Isn't that why we why we should hoist the? Let me I, let, <laughs> let me just not anymore because the, the people on the View now are, suck. I want to finish my thought about this news thing because I don't want to just leave it dangling. Okay, okay. I'm just I'm just I'm interested in the idea of not hearing about uh, the Russian interference by hearing about golden showers. You know what I mean? I'm oh, hashtag sure, golden sure. showers on Facebook. I'm interested in in maybe watching Rachel Maddow. And yeah. You know what you, I mean, like, oh, and, and Matt, not he- and not hearing about to. what you have to say about Rachel Maddow. <gasps> while I love, while I love hearing that, <laughs> I would also love to watch what she says. You know, we have cable now. I can watch television. Look, um, mm. I can source things out myself. Maybe the it. Facebook won't be the first website I go to from now on. Maybe it will be a news source that I trust. Yeah, can we know. stop talking about Facebook? It's really making me anxious, and we've been talking about it so much. Like, I, yes, not, I don't know absolutely. if any guest has like interjected like this, but I'm no. sick of talking about Facebook. Let's, okay, well, we're not talking about Facebook. I will say one more thing: re Rachel Maddow. I never talk about the View. Okay, <laughs> I have no opinions on the View. Also, just saying that too. I do have opinions on Rachel Maddow, which is this: I've had people t- tell me that like 
me not shutting the fuck up about Rachel Maddow has has helped them listen to Rachel Maddow. It has every day. Yes, yes definitely. But I think I'm gonna I'm I'm rolling that back. And even today over the phone with some with someone, uh, like I was talking to someone and they were like, "Oh yeah, well I'm just trying to enjoy this last week of Obama being president." And I was like, "Yep, yep, yep. It's tough." Uh, and then I was telling them about how like much of a jerk I've been over the phone to my my representatives, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I saw on Facebook." And then for some reason, I got very self conscious, like I was being too seen. It's that it's that like brand persona thing where it's like, "Oh wait," and then I I immediately sort of like yeah just defended myself, got defensive, and was like, "Oh, you know what? I think I I need to roll it back because I've been a little too militant." Anyway, um. But it's interesting to hear that you don't want to, you don't necessarily want to listen to me talk about Rachel Maddow, but you want to watch Rachel Maddow, right? That's what I'm saying. I just, yeah. I just want, I want my information like from the source a little bit more, <laughs> as is, much as, as much as you can get that nowadays. Yeah. But to be like, oh, look, Bowen's talking about this thing that I also listen to and is sharing with other people. That's is, cool. Is yeah, That's yeah. What, if I had listened to it, sure. But what I'm yeah. saying is, I'm getting the majority of my news from this website, and I don't want to do that. This is an even, this is an even bigger zoom out from like. Red feed, blue feed. It's like meta information. Okay, let's not talk about Facebook anymore. <laughs> um, the View. Oh my god, <laughs> Henry doesn't like it. It drives him nuts. But I also understand why it drives. It's just like watching people argue. Do you yeah. know, and what, like none of them are experts on it. No. Do you and, know what really made me feel shitty was when they were talking about Mariah. Oh, um, doing the doing the New Year's yeah. Eve lip sync. Like, mm-hmm. come on! It's like none of you are singers. None of you know what it's like to have your. Ear oh go wait, dead. let's talk about that. So this is our first episode of the New Year. W- the three of us, I think, are all on the same page about Mariah and what happened on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Pro Mariah, pro yeah. Mariah, pro Mariah, all the way. Mm-hmm. And look, what if what a good sport she was by just going out there and being like, well. Can't do anything about this fucking thing. So I'm yeah. just gonna like people are saying she was like being sassy or unappreciative. When you're yeah. at that level of stardom, it, it'd be like embarrassing for her to like be really shy and embarrassed. Oh, it sure. was like yeah. she owned it and was like, things are falling apart and it's kind of funny. And, like I thought she handled it perfectly. Me too, me too. Oh my god. And to end that whole fucking thing with the line. <laughs> doesn't get any better than this is so fucking good yeah and this is coming do the laugh i mean do the lift just for laughs (laughs) and i am not a mariah fan i i've like really rarely cared it's not that i don't like her i just don't care her music has never really gotten to me maybe a few key tracks right 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 but overall like i I can name three songs tops like i don't care and that's why you don't love mariah but but that's i'm saying that's why it's big that for this new year's eve thing i was like wait no she's fine it's fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Henry had never heard the song My All. Look, I will I will admit that I never really grew up with Mariah in the same way that a lot of other people did. Mm-hmm. For me, like that It's interesting, isn't it? That like, the, the Mariah shaped hole was filled for me by Celine. Like I was like, I don't care for other people. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Which I just like a very childish thing to think. But You know what's interesting? Even as a young gay, I felt the need to stand behind just one of them. Right? It, did you? Because you, you, who did you love as a child? Chi- as a child, was there a pop diva that you loved? I got really into Janet Jackson. Oh, that's yeah. a good. One. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, that's cool. And I, I wasn't into pop music at all because I, I was very sheltered. Like I, I listened to like classical music and jazz and like music theater. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then I got to sixth grade, and there's this kid named Josh. Oh, I won't say his last name. Um, who. 
uh, yeah, he is obsessed with, was obsessed with Janet Jackson and he like introduced me to her. Like we were, I'm, I think he's probably gay. I haven't seen him like since eighth grade, but Ooh. I think he's probably gay now. And I think we were bonding. Well, he because loves we were both Janet. Gay. Exactly. <laughs> I think we were, we became like pretty good friends because we were both gay and he like changed my world. Like he would make me listen to stuff. He would make me watch music videos. And I didn't know who she was. Like I know who Michael Jackson is because like you can't avoid that. Right. Um, and yeah, for good reason. He's amazing. Um, but yeah, I like it was so different than anything I'd been exposed to. And I was like, yes, I love Janet Jackson now and like became really into it. Which what then era led me of to, Janet was that? Yeah. This was like all for you. <gasps> doesn't really yeah, matter. Yes. Um, like, yeah. So this would have been two. I was in sixth grade. Like 2002. Like 2002. Oh, really? yeah. 2001, wow, that, 2002. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was huge at that point. Yeah, it was and like, I, it was like a revival. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I wasn't allowed to watch PG thirteen movies until I was thirteen. But my friend Josh showed me The Nutty Professor and stuff. Amazing, <laughs> and which like I had never seen a comedy like that. I hadn't right. seen a comedy that wasn't like a Disney or something. And and it was like it was insane to see. And wow. I I didn't know who Eddie Murphy was. Like I was very sheltered as a kid. Did you bring that up because because uh, because of Janet or it's your first PG thirteen movie that you saw? No. Both. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? I don't, wait, is she even in the movie? She I, is in the clumps. She's okay. In the clumps. Yeah, yeah. She's, the, she's the love interest in the clumps, <laughs> which I can't say the word the clumps without laughing. And I remember the way the reason I saw the clumps is because one day I was just literally. <laughs> Could that be the title of this episode? No. <laughs> no. 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 I no. Like, we'll figure it out. It's not worthy of of our guest, but keep um, going. <laughs> the title of the episode is "He Makes, he makes Us Sing." sing. Oh, yes. Um, oh, I love that. Um. Okay, but the reason I saw the clumps is because one day I was just like sitting in my house and my dad was like, hey, get in the car. I was like, okay. He's like, we're going to go see the clumps. I was like, okay. And my dad had never done this. Never. But one thing about my dad that actually I'm remembering now is he actually is a huge Eddie Murphy fan. His first album was Eddie Murphy's comedy album. So he's like an Eddie Murphy fan going all the way back. I don't think he's seen like Norbit. But like back Norbit, in- which is a great movie, <laughs> is it really? It's fantastic. Any Wait, I any, can't tell any, any, any movie with a character named Rasputia, Rasputia. come on. <laughs> I mean, that's for me. <laughs> but uh, oh. anyway, uh, anyway, so he I think loves Eddie Murphy and just put me in the car and we went to go see it. And then there's that one scene where like the 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 like. One of the like, weird white guys gets like ass fucked by that hamster. I've never seen it. Oh, oh you need to see the clumps. <laughs> no, I. It is a comedic tour de force. I want to go home, smoke a bowl, and yes. just watch Norbit again. Can we do that? Like yes. tonight? Oh my god. <laughs> Norbit. Sure. Oh, oh my god, we should. Norbit's I would fantastic. Love... No, wait, not Norbit though. We should find a way to get the clumps. No, I no, I don't want. I don't. I've actually <laughs> never seen Norbit, and I kind of refuse. I, I've never seen. It okay, either. how can you expect me to watch the clumps? But you refuse to watch because Norbit. the clumps is actual quality. Because Norbit is actual quality. Okay, this you know, is a, just, this is guys, <laughs> listeners, help us weigh in on this, please. Norbit versus Nutty Professor Two: The Clumps, which is better? Okay, <laughs> keep, let's keep going. You know, <laughs> totally out. Nutty Professor One. With you know what else? Yes, Janet is in that I liked at the time when I saw it is Why Did I Get Married Two by <laughs> Tyler Perry, which also has Jill Scott, who is my current oh, favorite Jill vocalist Scott, of all time. On. Yeah, th- that's um, who Henry loves. Jill, Jill Scott, Scott is my number one. That's a good. Like, one. I would have the same reaction to meeting her as Michelle. Like, Explain yes. why, because Henry has a very interesting 
taste. Yes, yes. Explain. When you listen to Jill Scott's music, it is all her. She writes every word. She writes every note. She's a fantastic <gasps> musician. Um, she started out as an English teacher in Philly and that. was teaching poetry and she started writing her own and she started going to jams and stuff and she'd always been a talented vocalist and stuff and then I can't remember who discovered her. I think Erica Badu discovered her. Oh my They're God. They're really good friends and um, you also love Erica. And I love Erica yes. Badu. Oh must, my God. Yeah, I've seen Erica four times live. Wow. I've only seen Jill once because she rarely comes to New York. Um, she did New Year's Eve at Radio City and it was, I was poor at the time and couldn't go. But I'm, she's the best. When I did see her, I just cried the whole time. Oh. Like, and her albums don't do, like, I think they're really good, like, easy listening. Like, yeah. they're really relaxing and just the most amazing beats and stuff. But she doesn't, like, go in with the vocals. When you see her live, she, she is in. one of the best vocalists I've ever heard. <gasps> she has like the range of an opera singer, but like the soul of, you know, a soul singer. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Um, and then she like takes from all types of genres and puts them together. She is so, when I see her live, the one time I saw her live, it was life changing. Wow. Um, Did you so, ever like, watch her show on HBO? No, I didn't. It was called Number One Ladies Detective yes. Agency. Oh, no, I never watched and it. It was like, I think beloved by critics, but it did only last one season. Anika Noni Rose was on it as well. Anika, and um, who's also incredible. Come yeah. forth, Anika. Come <laughs> forth. Come forth. That is a uh, in the front a front runner for the title of this episode. We've said as this well. before. Come we, forth. We Anika. said you know who else we've said come forth about on Lost Culturistas? Catherine <laughs> Keener. Oh, come. We forth. said come forth, Catherine Keener. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, we, I listen. We listen to a little bit of Jill Scott here and there. Yeah. Um, and I like her. I don't really get her track on the Hamilton mixtape. What did like what, what, what she, she sing again? She just does. Uh, can't say, say no, no to, to this. this. That one. Oh, but she sings it from to yes the perspective to of the. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. Listen, no, wait. Is this true though? She does she arrange her own stuff too? I believe she does a lot of that. Wow. I'm sure she has people she works with, but she That's like impressive. it's her ideas and stuff. And um I've listened to tons of live recordings and she uh -huh. always does really unique. I've never like one of her most famous songs and my favorite song is Golden and every live performance is totally different. Wow. Not even different like tempo, like different genre. She has like one where she does it as like a samba or she has one where she does like an insanely slow like jazz ballad and then she'll like That's or awesome. it's so cool she's so amazing and she gets the best musicians like incredible they're all jazz musicians playing like r&b and stuff which is like the best package jazz musicians playing r&b and oh it's so good and you know who else is amazing live lauren hill i've seen oh, her I mean, yeah i've seen her imagine. three times and one time i saw her she was singing i think uh everything what is that one uh everything is everything everything is everything yeah, yeah. and she like had her backup singers like keep singing this like um ostinato not an ostinato but like this re repetitive yeah, phrase uh -huh. and slowly she made each person in the band drop out she'd like point at the drummer and like <laughs> do like the like uh -huh. kill yourself sign and they'd stop and so it's just the backup singers and then she took the backup singers and she'd be like she'd put her finger to her ear and then like gesture to one of them be like and sing a note be like sing this note now sing this oh. note, and she would change the chords they were singing and like make weird modulations happen wow. and, it, and it morphed into like just this wow. weird like avant-garde like soul music thing just her and her three backup singers 
And then slowly she would sneak in the other instruments again and it would like be a different song. It was oh my God, mind-boggling. That sounds amazing. Just hearing you describe that is incredible. Yeah, it she is, is so love it. good. Yeah, she's and great. And her band is incredible. Didn't you meet her keyboardist recently? I met someone that plays keys for her, yeah. Where? I worked with him at the ride. Oh, wow. Yeah, the guy, real super cool guy, Dom. Yeah, he said I he probably plays saw keys him. for Lauren. And that she's amazing. I and think also, she's getting out of jail soon. Yes. And that oh, she's going to, and that she's going to, um, tour again. Hopefully begin creating music again. Hopefully. Yeah. Also, UCB comedies, Matt Rubano is yes. the bass player on Miseducation of Lauren Hill, yeah, which is, we know this phenomenal. It's, it's Isn't like, that nuts. That's my favorite thing about him. He's a yeah. great guy, but like, that's like, <laughs> yeah, that's like one of his, Se- the second I thing. What's your second favorite thing about him? His uh, stage presence. He's a stage presence. Also, like, aside from being an incredible musician, he's a very talented yes. like actor, yes. very comedy talented. guy. He is. I um, love Matt. Oh my god. Okay. Do, so I guess, but maybe we can go into this but more. You know what, though? I think this is a good opportunity to ask Henry about. I was going to say his beginnings. The, Henry, this is the mm-hmm. question we ask all of our guests, as I'm sure you know. Mm-hmm. What culture did you grow up with, and what were some of the cultural relics that made you say culture is for me? Um, my mother was like my culture curator tour guide and I was like very sheltered again. Like I didn't know like about the Spice Girls until like five years after (laughs) they were a thing, you Uh know? What does your mom Um, do? Oh, my mom is a coloratura soprano and she travels all over the country. She's also done international tours and stuff. As a classical soloist, she's sung with major symphonies around the world. I'm so proud of her. She's amazing. And what's her name? What's her first name? Diane. Come Diane. Forth, Diane. Her stage name is Come Diane forth, Penning. Diane Penning. Oh, and beautiful. she's so amazing. I'm so proud of her. And sometimes I get, I've like cried before because I feel guilty that she had me and my brothers because it prevented her from becoming like a household. Name. Like I think she's I that feel good. this way about my mom. Okay. Really? Wow. Yeah. I think my mom could have been like Laura Osnes. My mom. The my, <laughs> all of my mom's. I'm sorry. Just just sidebar. Yeah. Go for it. All of my mom's college friends, friends from med school, say that if my mom had stayed in China. She would have been the Surgeon General, like the, the equivalent of the Surgeon oh my General. God. She was the best student and at the best medical school in all of China. And then she moved to America. And like, I would not have been born in China sure. with the one child only policy because I'm the second. Oh, wow. So wow, I just insane. get, a, I get a weird existential thing where it's like, like I exist at the expense of my mom's career, but I, but it's okay. Yeah. It's interesting that you feel this way. Yeah. I wish mom. my mom had moved to New York I and kind of, yeah. auditioned for Broadway because she's that good. And she's a great actress too. Like she mm. would do community theater when I was a little kid. She was in the music man, which was a huge cultural thing. I knew every yes. word to every song in the Marian? music man when I was three, she was Marion and she was also an Annie. And I think she played grace. Um, that's when I was really young, but I still like, my favorite song of all time is maybe from Annie. It's because oh. like, it's one of the first songs I learned your favorite musical too. Um, and Annie's my favorite musical. That's great. Uh, because it's the first like music I was introduced to. Yes, yes. I would hear my mom practicing it or I don't know. Um, but yeah, she's amazing. And I wish, and she's still working. Like she tours still, and she has an amazing new musical partner that is doing some like jazz stuff with her. Like she's so good. I love my, my Your mother. I've see, I saw a video of Henry and, and Diane playing on the piano together. Beautiful. Yeah. And oh, we, beautiful video one. I, but Henry will say that, that they, that he was terrible or something. I, I no, no, no. I, I mean, yeah, I mess up a lot, but it's fine. Like, she, I will also say, is such a good pianist. Yeah, I'm so proud of that because she's not known for it at all. But when I was a little kid, she taught piano lessons all the time. 
And she would, this is like early culture stuff. Like she would play like Beethoven sonatas for me and like point out stuff. I would sit next to her on the bench and she'd be like, isn't this part cool how it does this and stuff like that. And it like totally just like gave me, like I'm obsessed with classical music still. Yeah. And, um, even though like I, I don't perform it at all because you have to commit sure, to being a classical totally. musician. You need to practice like five hours a day and stuff, um, which I could never do, but I still have appreciation for, because of her. And, um, and even before the first like movie I would watch consistently is Mozart's the magic flute in oh German. Oh my God. What? And cause she would put it on before I could even speak English. <sighs> and, and I, it's, you know, Mozart. So it's incredible. It's, the, this is good for your listeners. No, if you want to get into opera, oh. a good like gateway opera is, am I using that word correctly? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is the magic flute. It's like a comedy, but it's also like very like uh fantastic as in like a uh, fantasy, like dreamy and say there's dragons and Kings and Queens. And, um, but it's also really so funny. Reboot. Sorry. Keep oh my God. Well, it's at the Met this month actually. Oh, great. Um, for it, but the like lead is like this famous Russian guy. So it's like a thousand dollars a ticket, oh, which wow. is like why opera is dying because who can do that? No. Yeah. Um, but the magic flute, die Zauberflaute or something <laughs> in German is, uh, an amazing opera. <laughs> that's the title. That's I'm sorry. That's the title. I'm pointing to my our producer Alex. Let's please translate that in Google Translate. German for the magic flute. Okay. Yeah. It's um. Desaberflute. <laughs> and it's also one of the only, or not only, but like most operas were written in Italian, no matter what yes. the composer was. But Ger- Mozart wrote it in German, mm-hmm. which is kind of like huge as well. Because he was Austrian. Yeah, he was Austrian. I have to yeah. interject yeah. and say I had an idiot music teacher in seventh grade that told me every opera was in was in english he's like you know every opera is in english the reason you can't understand the words is because they're singing it so classically what no and and we all went for it i don't know if he was fucking with us he seemed genuine i don't think there were any english this was maybe totally wrong any english operas till like the 1900s well benjamin britain not according to mr whatever the fuck wow oh my god but he legitimately told us that and as you're saying this i'm like shaking my head thinking about like how there was literally you were robbed of an opera, an opera. You know, it's just fascinating to me because, like, it's like with anything. Like, you obviously had an exposure to that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like for me, where, where I grew up, it was all about sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then other communities. You know, like I had a friend um, who in college who was uh, she went to a high school in Texas, and obviously they're all about sports there as well. But the budget for the theater program was like over the top. Like pictures of her in the Scarlet Pimpernel with like a floor length gown mm-hmm. like obviously the budget through the roof and it's like it really matters what you're exposed to as a child like those yeah. instincts can can either flourish or just never get tapped into based yeah. on like what you're exposed to as a child it's why it's so important that we have like arts in schools and that like, yeah. makes me panic mm-hmm. because I hope we're headed in a good direction with that but who knows I right. mean uh, yeah. we need that like because yeah. thank god that you know all that shit like yeah. say about how you're able to make a living now yeah and it wasn't just my mom like i had my elementary school music teacher mrs van dessel kathleen van dessel i think that's her first name she was so excellent like she would expose us to like she would like take classical music and like paint a picture for us kind of in our heads be like doesn't this sound like uh like a river with salmon jumping it or something like that and i would like i knew i had this like deep knowledge of like classical music when i was like 
in second grade, I knew like all these composers and I could like identify like Beethoven symphonies and stuff, which I can't even do anymore. Um, but I, I love that I could do that. And one lesson I, I can remember like sitting in the room, there's this composer, French composer named Camille. I always mispronounce his second name, uh, last name, say saw it's, it looks like oh, Saint Saint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Him. He wrote this, um, piece of music called carnival of the animals and each piece is supposed to sound like an animal you might see at the zoo, like a lion oh. or, um, an elephant and stuff like that. And that lesson, like I, I asked my mom if we could buy it. It was the first CD I ever owned. First album I ever bought was Charlie Brown Christmas, which is the best. But first album I ever owned was Carnival of the Animals by like the Philadelphia Philharmonic, I think, um, led by Marvin Hamlish. Or that's Pittsburgh. Ooh. No, Pittsburgh. Oh. And he was the Pops conductor. So <laughs> never mind. <laughs> but um, yeah, Carnival of the Animals. Also, there's one piece from it called The Aquarium, which is supposed to sound like fish. And Alan Menken um, oh. totally was inspired by that for the beauty and the beast score, you know, the da, 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 you know, that piece, uh-huh. like when the rose is like, Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like listen to the aquarium Whoa. from carnival, of the animals, they're almost exactly the same. Oh. And I'm not like shaming Alan. I think it's like awesome that he was. Alan Menken is a thief. <laughs> <laughs> no, Disney Alan Menken is my other Ultimate. favorite. Like, geez. Oh my God. Um, oh, Alan Menken is, the other part of my childhood, like yeah. we, I would watch a lot. So you did have an exposure to Disney stuff. Disney, yes. Because I'm thinking to myself, like I, f- I feel like I understand what you're saying about that, but I don't understand how you could be a, a child or alive exposed to the world and not know who the Spice Girls were. Because you'd go into school and everyone would be talking about. It. Like I remember the day mm-hmm. Britney Spears like hit. Oh, okay. I remember one day there was nothing. And then the next day, there was Britney Spears, and everyone was talking about it. I was in Here's third the thing. grade in 1998, honey. I, this is not like I'm not shaming you for this. I think you were a popular kid. I was not a popular kid. I was a nerdy kid. Wow. I was only friends with like nerdy Christian girls. Like we did, we they weren't listening to Spice Girls stuff like that. Like That's a good point. Well, it's about get, who what you're exposed to, like you just said. Well, I guess just like. It, well, I mean, I don't think it had to do with anything with popularity. I think, like, if I was obviously grew up in, like, a Long Island community that was, like, very influenced by the media, I think. Sure. I mean, like, because when I went into school, it didn't matter who the fuck you were. I mean, everyone knew who Britney Spears was. It just was not escapable. Mm. Yeah. Um, but if you are in a part of the country that, like, has the option to turn away from that yeah. for, for whatever reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. then yeah. I think it, that choice could get made, and then those things wouldn't be a part of your childhood. It's just interesting. Like, the difference yeah. is... Sure. The differences in like upbringing because I would have, I remember years ago, I went on a date with a guy years ago. This is like five years ago. And I, he asked what pop roulette did uh-huh. our music, our sketch group. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, we, we write songs about pop culture. And like, like we just did a sketch about Taylor Swift. And he was like, mm-hmm. who is that? <laughs> and this is like when like speak now had been out. Fearless had been out. Right, like she right, was right. huge. Mm-hmm. She was one of the biggest ever. And I was like, you don't know who Taylor Swift is. I thought it was a joke, <sighs> but like, I guess that is possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is possible. Yeah. After RIP Carrie Fisher passed away, I saw this guy that I know post like, I don't know who Debbie Reynolds or Carrie Fisher is. Why is everyone so sad? A gay oh, guy. And God. I was like, wait, how? Like even like, I mean, even like straight people like Star Wars. Come on. How can you not know these two women? I want to say something that I think is the mission statement of this podcast, bitch. Okay, bitch. Because okay. Matt and I were watching Hairspray Live. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we were texting our friend Joel, and Joel was at our other friend Adam's place watching this, and Joel would not stop texting me about this jerk there who was a gay, gay guy who was like, like, 
who are these people? Who's Queen Latifah? Oh, I'm sorry, not I'm so I'm so who's sorry. Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. Uh, I was confusing her for the movie. Uh, who's 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 Jennifer mm-hmm. Hudson? Who's who's Ariana Grande? Like just what was kind of uh, was he being facetious or was it real? It seemed like he was like aware of. He was just very deliberate in how like pop culture averse he was and he like kept making that a political thing where he was like well i don't follow pop culture so there yeah uh, how cool so the mission statement of las culturistas is to is to spread the gospel of culture <laughs> yes yeah yeah and you know what i think when i was like in middle school i was kind of like that guy i mm-hmm. was like i don't like pop culture i don't know who janet jackson is and then right, right, this right. friend josh I think he might be married, which is why I'm not saying his last name because I don't want to out him. Um, (laughs) He like exposed me to Janet Jackson. He was like the beginning of of my like pop culture world journey. Yeah, you know what? Josh was Josh was a big part of Henry knowing when culture was for him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from like. Cause I'm so happy like that I did grow up with like all these musicals and like West Side Story was like a life changing moment mm, for me. Yeah. Um, like when I f- first saw that movie. My all time favorite musical. Me too. Yeah. Even my dad likes it. And he's not like a musical theater right. guy. It's so good. Um, it's the most incredible music I think yeah. in the ever written. I, so I love it. Who's the most popular musician that you like? Musician. Well. Like instrumentalist. No, what I mean is like if if there's is there someone that you go to bat for in terms of like the the divas the girls the girls. oh of like people that are like in the Ariana Grande right, camp yeah. not like Jill Scott who's kind of like no she's not she, like, like she's not like, yeah like the way the gays get behind one Beyonce who, who do you get like behind Beyonce is like the, the no actually I know what he's gonna say oh. yeah my favorite. Well, I think Beyonce is better, but my favorite is Rihanna. I love. Oh. Is that, you knew I was going to say that, right? Well, I'm surprised that you say you think Beyonce is better because you've said otherwise. Beyonce, <gasps> Beyonce is a. I've said that Rihanna is better than. I, I'm saying you've I'm more captivated you, by Rihanna than I am Beyonce. You are crucifying your own boyfriend. <laughs> I I'm a truth teller. Okay, I'm a seer. Okay, I drag I, it out. I don't care who it gets dragged out be, from. I bring it to the front. The way Beyonce, and I think it's because of like how they act outside of like their music career. Like Beyonce is so secretive and stuff, which yes. is cool. But like Rihanna's, I, Rihanna's funny. Rihanna's funny. And when she's singing, I, I feel Hilarious. like it's like, she's not like Beyonce is so rehearsed, which is amazing. Like she works so hard to get everything perfect. Rihanna. I feel like when you're watching her live, you're like, Something might it's happen, a yeah. Um, but not in like a bad way. Like right. you really feel like she's there in the moment performing, and I think that her voice is incredible. It's so rich and deep, and I like know, her voice. She especially, used to not yeah. be good, especially but. in the last album cycle, especially with four or five seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I thought she sounds amazing in that, and then in higher, and uh, mm-hmm. in her album Auntie. But yeah, I know I agree with you, Henry. That's not a bad answer. I hate that Kelvin Harris song, uh, the this new is what one. Came for. The, yeah, That's because Taylor Swift wrote it. <laughs> oh, did she really? Yeah. I feel like he. he everything Kennedy I like about like. Rihanna, he sucked out of it, and just yeah. like oh, it could be no, anyone, no character. Yeah. It's yeah, because it makes me sad. Like he collaborated with Taylor Swift on it, and Taylor Swift writes those things where you don't really need a voice to sing them. Yeah, you just literally. Yeah, you're right. Like it's just like it's just it's yeah. just just tones. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just like we found love is. An- yeah. Another a, a culture stopper in my opinion. Yes, I agree. And uh, so good. And so I was excited when I saw that she was collaborating with him again, and it was such a disappointment. But that's because okay, here's the difference between We Found Love and This Is What You Came For. This Is What You Came For is trying to is trying to ha- like have character where this is We Found Love is deliberately like 
it's like very mm-hmm. it's, it feels like rihanna right yeah, yeah this yeah, is what yeah. you came for it doesn't feel like rihanna yeah, yeah. yeah we found love and also the video for we found love amazing is mm-hmm. so good because it feels like rihanna it feels dirty it feels raw it feels like it it feels like it just got fucked yeah you know what i mean like uh-huh. whereas this is what you came for feels like oh yeah this is rihanna playing laying this down in 15 minutes after hearing a probably vocal demo by taylor swift yeah um one song that i think is very underrated that i really shit on at the time it came out um is oh how does it go we we would uh oh uh, pour it up we, you oh, up, up, up. Yeah, <laughs> I, Ma- I love Matt and I love. when I got super drunk, and then when we were walking home or or something, we, we hated were, it at the beginning. We hated it, and we just made fun of it. And we just kept singing it out. We loud. Ca- yeah, we were. Oh, we I were remember like, in this like, moment. I think oh, about this. Oh, <laughs> and then like, someone that. S- someone's in a car coming by, and they were like, oh. <laughs> that's the, like, oh that's God, the that's other crazy. best part about Rihanna is her melismas because they're so sloppy and just like they're like fat. Her voice <laughs> yeah. is like fat in them. Yeah. Like you know, my favorite. She got one, a fat voice. <laughs> fat, fat. Like, Fuck your voice. At the end of the bridge on Rude Boy, when she's come <gasps> uh, it's like the most magical musical moment of pop music in the last 10 years. It's a flat circle. Let's quickly, before <laughs> before we jump into I Don't Think So Honey, yes. let's quickly talk about this Culture Stoppers list that Henry created. Yes, a few months Henry ago. Henry now stopped the world. World stop. On Facebook. Carry on. <laughs> with this Culture Stoppers um, pop music kind of uh, poll he did. So a bunch now, of votes came in. I, I find the poll to be a little problematic because I think that a lot of songs that are more classic snuck in there. Like, pull up the list. Okay, well, here, let's just give the outline. So, choose as many songs as you like, but please be selective as you decide if it is a timeless culture stopper from, like, 1997 to 2016. Compare it to I Will Always Love You. Will your grandkids know the words to the chorus of Hips Don't Lie, the way that we know the words to My Girl by The Temptations? The survey is not to decide if it is... Uh, if it is a culture stopper, I think we decided these are culture stoppers. I think we already decided these are culture stoppers. But it is a timeless culture stopper. Right. Again, timeless culture stopper. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> Give the top five from five. Okay, top five. And this is, okay, so with the number, I'll, I'll also give you the number of votes. Okay. A lot of people voted in this. Um, number one uh, from 1997 to 2016 is, let's say it together. Well, number one or are you going from five to one? Oh, let's go from five to... Oh, that's what yeah. you're saying. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, from five to one. Number five, we have Baby Got Back, Sir Mix a Lot with 67 votes. Which I shouldn't have included because it's, it's from 92. That's, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Which right? is for why me, it's for, truly, I think, uh, huge that like that timeless. it felt so current when I was in like eighth grade at the school dance and it's playing and it yes. was everyone knew everywhere. Like it felt like, oh, it was in the Charlie Sandals movie. this year. Yeah. That's because it was already a classic song. It right. really doesn't. It shouldn't be on. It should I know. Be on okay, I so know. Then, yeah, people have gotten not upset, but like, sure. I don't know sure. what to do about it. <laughs> so I'm not going to move it. Let's disqualify <laughs> that, and then I guess within those rules, number six, which might you could consider as number five, is "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion, which I for think sure classic, one hundred percent. 
Yeah. Um, okay. I feel like one of the last great movie song singles. Sure. You know? Oh, yeah. not from an animated movie. Not from an animated back movie. When, back mm. when they mattered. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, okay. Number four is, uh, with 69 votes, is Wannabe by Spice Girls. Which I'm surprised. Which I don't know if. Oh, I'm so time. sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I just butchered this. I'm sorry. Number four is Hit actually, me maybe one, one more time. time by Britney Spears is the next one. Okay. Matt and I were at a club in, in Chicago called Scarlet, one of my favorite club in the whole world. Matt, I, I kept hyping this up to Matt, and Matt was like, I don't know. We'll see. It was good. It was great, right? DJ put on Hit Me Baby One More Time after a string of like modern hits, but as soon as Hit Me Baby One More Time came on, I was like, Killed it. This song is amazing. Every yeah. gay melted. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I, I think that deserves to be on there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Your gags. Right? Mm-hmm. Good, that, yeah. That, yeah. Um, that's with 68 votes, and I'm so sorry I spoiled this early. Wannabe, 69 votes. Yeah. Will our grandkids remember the lyrics? I think I that think they so. will. I think that they will. Hmm. It, 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 I feel like it, it it's going to develop that same sort of 80s cheese. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I get that. I I just think I think it's it's fine, deserving. I feel like, like it wouldn't be on there if it wasn't deserving. Sure. And yeah, as I think 80s cheese is exactly right. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of like the time of your life. Like yes. we know that song. It's yeah. like so corny right. and and you wouldn't think it'd be a culture stopper, but somehow it is. This comparison um, I think it's a culture stopper in part because its lyrics are so fucking bizarre. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. and also their energy performing it is so uh, Frenetic, individual and yeah. like mm-hmm. crazy. I think it really captured a uh, uh, feeling. Let's be time. real though. Let's be real though, girls. When this song comes on at like a wedding or a party, like it's lit. Like everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's you it's get true. out there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a fun. It's a crowd pleaser. Okay, next. And I think this is controversial. Yeah, number th- number two. Because Wannabe was number three. Number two is with 69 votes. Oh, so, okay. So, so it was a tie. Wannabe and Let It Go are both tied for number two. So, oh, Let It Go. Yeah. Let It Go let by it go Adina Menzel. By Adina Menzel. Now, I think that we are fresh off this being fucking inescapable. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But I think in 10 years, it doesn't have as many votes as Hit Me Baby One More Time. Hmm. I, would, I would argue against that. Think about all... Like, I've watched... I don't know, a hundred videos of toddlers singing yes. it. Like, they're going to carry that with them. It the is same the way reason, we... right. The song, I would say, is the reason Frozen is the highest grossing animated film of all time. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you, is the song that good? I A lot of people talk about why it's bad, and I don't know. I like it, and I think that if you there's a song and you just like it, there's something good, and maybe you don't need to put it into words. There's obviously something good about the song. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's obviously good. Yeah. Does, and people, how much of it does it have to do with Adina? Um, yeah, could someone else sing it? Like even like an amazing vocalist like Jennifer Hudson, like I I think Adina had that that musical theater flair mixed with like the I don't know, she has the right combo. Yeah. Even though she can't sing it live. I've never heard her sing alive well, well once. Yeah, no. She's been a part of three cultural phenomenons. Like that's there's something Wait, what Wicked? Rent? Oh, Wicked Rent, yeah. and Frozen, like those yeah. are huge. Mm-hmm. And like, Enchanted, don't forget Enchanted. <laughs> She's an Enchanted. Yeah, she plays uh, Patrick Dempsey's like girlfriend. Enchanted is the ones with Amy Adams. Yeah, she's in that. Oh, I- at the end of the movie, Adina Menzel gets sucked into the cartoon world, and no one bats an eye. <laughs> we were wait, Matt and I had a bit about this. We were like, oh yeah, like like 
there, there must have been a missing persons report it's for like, a um, Menzel's character in real life. Uh, no word on what happened to this woman who <laughs> magically disappeared, although sources say she may have disappeared into a comic book world. <laughs> and she fell into a sewer in Times Square, which like, is the portal into the... Oh my God. But we're sure she's happy. Moving on. We accept this new person that's crazy a, That's a great world. movie. It's great a good movie. Watch. I have questions about the logic jump. Anyway, number one on this list, which I think is deserved, and also yes. it shows up in the results because with 89 votes. Come on, girls. Single, single ladies. ladies. Single ladies. Yeah. And single ladies is a song that doesn't musically get me going in any way. Sure. But I, I do admit it, it's, it just makes you happy when it comes on. Have you heard it live? You have. Yes, uh, yes yeah. twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a gag. Everyone, life. everyone, it's a, it's a bop. I remember the moment I, I watched Single Ladies, I was walking down St. Mark's. This was freshman year at NYU for us. Walking down St. Mark's and just watching it and girl, changed my life. It, it, that was another thing where it was like, before there was, it was a moment before Single Ladies and after. That's Culture like, stoppers. <laughs> Culture and now stoppers. it is yeah. time to stop Wait, everything. I want to talk about Single Ladies a little more. I remember like when it happened, I, I loved the video and like, yeah, all my gay friends in college were talking about it. And then I went to a party with my straight friends mm-hmm. and the right when we got in the car, they're like, we got to play that new Beyonce song, Single Ladies. That's, and that's when know. I know. Yep. Yes. Like my straight friends, they were jazz musicians. I only hung out with like the straight jazz guys and they were like, we got to listen to Single Ladies. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think everyone loves Beyonce. Culture except Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Which who needs them? Anyway. Um, okay. It's time to stop. It's time to do. Wait, I just want to say one, one, one more thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. I know. I have to go. Uh, but uh, West Side Story, huge culture thing for me. Yes. The other big like life-changing musical that I saw, I saw my community theater do it. The Grand Rapids Civic Theater, Sweeney Todd, oh. changed my life. Sondheim at an early age. Now that you yes. said that. This is, I want to shout out my favorite teacher because you shouted out a teacher, mm-hmm. Jane McGinnis in AP Lit in 12th grade. She exposed us to Sweeney Todd and Stephen Sondheim and I will never forget. I, something just turned on. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my God. It's unbelievable. It's the best work. See, I, I, yeah. I, I will say, and we can move on, I envy early exposure to Sondheim. I, I wouldn't count West Side oh. Story as like actual, like fully fledged Sondheim. It doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I've, oh, and this is another yeah. thing about right. Henry. There's another thing about Henry just making people sing. and inter- Like, I didn't get into Sondheim, full-fledged Sondheim, r- until very recently. And this was because at Henry's duplex nights, people would go up and just sing them. And I'd be like, God, this is just beautiful, complex work. music. And I want to know more about this. So then I, uh, just after the New Year, I watched all of Sunday in the Park with George. It's all on YouTube. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, awesome. Ma- Mandy Patinkin and Bernadette Peters. And then there's all of Company and there's all of like all these great Sondheim. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so... You guys were there when that guy Larry Owens sang... Yes, oh Larry God. Owens. Hello. I host the piano bar at the duplex every now and then. And this guy named Larry Owens, who I had never met, came in and sang Sunday in the Park with George, which you wouldn't think... The opening number, which you wouldn't think is a like room a stopper. stopper. Yeah. Right. Everyone... Leapt out of their season. Yeah, amazing. Like, He's an amazing talent. Look out for Larry Owens. Larry guys. Owens. Jeez. Larry Owens, bitch. New friend. I mean, we I, I, we connected. We've been friends. I think he's he's sort of like peripherally in the community. Now he's going to be even more in the community because he's 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 getting into the comedy gig. Oh, that's Hashtag so great. Beloved. Beloved. Oh now we have to move on. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, we're going to move on to your favorite segment. I'm talking about you, the listener. I don't think so, honey. This is where we take one minute to rail against something in culture, anything mm-hmm. at all, anything that's grinding our gears right now. All the ticks and tacks of culture. We're getting into it. 
food, honey, uh, all the Judah day. So, uh, Bone, would you like to start or should I? Um, I can start. Okay, we have one okay. minute on the clock for Bowen Yang. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Trader Joe's locations in New York City. <laughs> I was in Chicago last week, and I went to the Trader Joe's on um, d- d- Diversity, and girl, it was a spacious, empty, fully stocked Trader Joe's. Could you imagine? <sighs> I don't think so, honey. Trader Joe's in New York where the line goes around the fucking shelves. I don't think so, honey. Trader Joe's that don't have the, re- <laughs> the ready-to-bake chicken pot pies that I love. They're my favorite thing of all time at Trader Joe's, honey. And I never get them. I only get them once in a blue moon when, when the Trader Joe's aren't fucking packed like sardines. But I go to Chicago. Everything, every shelf is fully stocked. It is a bounty. It is a plenty, honey. And the lines were short. Every worker, I mean, Trader Joe's workers in New York are very nice people, but the, the ones in Chicago are just, just, they don't have this, they don't have to with the stress. So I don't think so, honey. Trader Joe's in New York's, all of the New York oh locations. My. The Union Square one, forget it. <gasps> forget it. I used to think that was normal and I, that was acceptable, but I do not accept it anymore. I only go to the one that is in, on Court Street in Brooklyn. I don't think so, honey. That is oh time. God. That is one minute, Bowen Yang. Oh my God. Wow. He comes against the chain. Yeah. That is Trader Joe's, which gives us all of I feel chance. the same way, yeah. Wow. Uh, Trader I, Joe's in Chicago this. is amazing. That Union amazing. Square one is a sacred location for me because it was the first time I ever like bought wine by myself. Sure. I mean, like I will never – I will always thank you. Be grateful for that because uh, likewise, but no, not anymore. Okay. okay I'm going to go now. Great. Matt Rodgers, I don't think so, honey. Time starts now. I don't think so, honey. The Golden Globes giving Damien Chazelle a screenplay award for La La Land. Now look, bitch. I think La La Land is good for many, many reasons. I think Emma Stone gagged me to death. And you know what? I'll come for you. Anyone, I don't think so, honey, say that Emma Stone wasn't right for this part. Because guess what? When you put a camera in your face, you better be able to act it, honey. I don't want to see Laura Osnes on screen with a camera in her face. You know what? You'll be gagged when it goes to Broadway. And you can see, here's to the fools who dream sung that beautiful voice well guess what this is on film girlfriend and you need a different flavor that said her acting and the acting of the other people in the movie and the direction of Damien Chazelle very good director almost 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 doesn't even matter because the script is bad bitch okay twice in the movie oh no I forgot I had this thing is a huge plot point no (laughs) screenplay no my BFA lit on fire in that moment that it was handed that golden globe also the fight they have is the most infuriating fight ever you're deliberately not saying what you want it was like watching a car wreck happen on purpose la la and you don't deserve a best screenplay oscar don't even think about it oscar oh and that's i don't think so many that's the longest i don't think so many that's been on record a minute and five seconds well wow. i had a lot to say and you th- can you believe i have more to say about it maybe I, late maybe another episode another episode mm-hmm. will follow up we'll, we'll do an i don't but think it so shouldn't be winning up. scripting awards girlfriend yeah. you guys have to have another episode with another music theater person and talk about sondheim because there's so much there. there's so much there, there. Is. and, and well, I'm maybe sure there's come back or but I know there are people that know a lot more about him than me, and I, I oh, want to sure. hear that person. Well, I have to we want to know. We want to know what you think right now. And you're, I don't think so, honey. And okay, can wait? Can I? Can I do? Uh, you've done this before, where I had thirty seconds. Say thirty seconds. I'm going to switch. Oh, you can do that. I have two. We almost did that, and then we decided not to. But we'll do it for you. We'll do it for okay. you. But I'm, I'm saying it's it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to okay. be very hard. Sometimes, it's not, okay. much okay. easier. Maybe I'll ignore it and just keep going on the same. Okay. All right, ready? Henry Kapersky's I don't think so, honey. This is an iconic moment. It starts right now. I don't think so, honey. Gym class. It is the worst class. It has been made fun, or like it's in movies for the past four decades of like nerdy kids just hating gym class because there's evil jocks and bullies or like bitchy girls that are awful, bitchy boys too, bitchy is for everyone. And, uh, and, it is not physical education. It is competitive sports education. And I hated gym class so much that I stopped. I've avoided physical activity at all. 
for everything because it was like such a tormenting thing in my life. And I thought, okay, I'm going to keep going. And, uh, oh my God. Oh my God. I hate gym class so much. You should be teaching kids how to be healthy. Teach them yes. why the, the way they move makes them healthy. Teach them about he- eating healthy. Teach them how like calories work. Don't make us play basketball with jocks. And I don't think so, honey. Like <laughs> some kids are nerdy and they can't handle it. And, and also our society like lifts sports up so much. So the kids that are good in gym class are revered and the kids that are bad, even if you're really good at music or something you were just like vilified and like made fun of gym class needs to change and i okay sorry oh, uh, i don't think so honey. i don't think so honey gym class wow yes! oh you my did god great and also there was real passion behind that i feel like i stumbled a lot interesting fact both henry and my fathers are physical education yes teachers. but and i have wow. talked to my dad about this and, I, and my dad i know he puts effort into like making sure the kids that aren't into it like are having a good time and That's not great. being mocked. Also, like locker rooms need to be supervised. The shit that happens in yes. locker rooms is disgusting, terrible, yeah, traumatic, sexual harassment, bullying. The way that seventh grade boys will talk about girls, the, oh. talk about just disgusting. things. That's where it starts. That's where yeah. you nip it in the bud. You need to have a supervisor in there. It's bad. And it's look, really bad. This gym class talk. That gym class. I don't think so. Honey. First of all, iconic. Second of all, coming from the picture of health, Henry Kapersky. Oh, Truly, so you got to get somebody to eat kale. You cannot. So if Henry is telling you that he hated fitness as a child, or the the the, the trimmings that come with fitness as a child, and it had to take, he had to undo years of that to to get to where he is today. That is real, Mama. That is mm-hmm. culture. I think it's definitely problematic. I think it's all about like this kind of like traditional bull- toxic masculinity. Masculinity, bullshit. yeah. And there's still gym teachers who will have like captains choose their team, like it's RuPaul's Drag Race no. with kids, and then there's like poor kids that are chosen last, and that scars them for life. Yes, it is really like fucking yep, terrible. And it happens every day. And you I know can- what? Some of the gym teachers get off on it. Ugh. I'm sure. They should be um, They should be not fired, but demerited. And I know well, that for some kids, that's the only place they shine is the, the gymnasium. Sure. Which is, so that's good for them. But you need to make it work for everyone. Yes. And we also need to help those kids that shine in gym, like, find love for, like, academics, too. And I don't know. It's No, you're right. Ugh. I agree. Also, because, like, so what? You were great at, you were great at sports in high school. That doesn't take you very far. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, unless it does, which unless it does, which good for you. You're in the less than one percent. It's just too prioritized. Um, I say that with love for um, the act of running, jumping, and leaping. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, this has to be. We have to come to an end. Henry yeah. has a show to go to. He's uh, going to go perform in Ha Ha Wow uh, from yes. Reductress, mm-hmm. hosted by Nicole Silverberg. It's a great lineup tonight. Uh, you should always go to see this show. Um, one also, Sunday us. night, I do want to say, I want to plug this show. Nicole Silverberg is hosting a uh, charity show for Fountain House at Union Hall. Check that out. I think this is a really good charity, and I want people to go to it. It's, it's just a really good thing. It's, it's a good example of putting positivity and, and wellness yes. in the world, and I really want to shout that out. And one last plug for me and Matt. Um, we have the final, final, truly final performance of our uh, pop roulette show that's been running at ECB called Amazing Earth. It's on January 20th. Um, yeah, same night as a little night music oh, with yeah, Henry. So make it a UCB night. You come see us earlier in the night, then you hop on over to see amazing talent um, singing and doing their thing and having a great time. And thank Henry, you're the best. I love you. Henry, you're the best. Oh, I love both of you so much. Love you very much. It's awesome to be on here. Are we I, a I throuple now? Yes. <laughs> We're a throuple, but I am only a platonic. <laughs> Ooh, is that true? Okay. Well, we and I'm so excited you. for Chrissy Shackleford. I've been waiting yes. for this episode. I tell Matt Chrissy all the time, Shackleford when is Chrissy going to be on? Next episode, honey, oh. it'll be historic. It's going to become reality. Mm-hmm. All right, bye, guys. Everyone kiss into the mic as we go out. <laughs> Forever. Oh.
This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.